Good afternoon. Glad to be here. I'm excited. I've got one of my favorite people in a whole wide world with me, Miss Althea Hurst. And so um, I, I, we're going to talk a lot about um, Althea and, you know, what she's been able to accomplish in her real estate career. I want you guys to really get to know her. She's just um, so full of energy um, and she's just a wonderful person. And so Althea, thank you for being here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Althea Hurst and I am one of Greg Bennett's top producing agents here at Bennett Realty Solutions. Um, I have been in real estate license since 2016, um, actively working my license since 2017. Um, I am a former police officer. I got into real estate because I was a, I was working in the police field and I was just, honestly, I have got assigned to um, Donald Trump's campaign and I did not want to work it. And after I came back from Ohio, I was like, I got to find something else to do. And so I found real estate. I found real estate and just took it full fledged. And now here I am and I'm interviewing with Greg. And so what, what brought you to um, real estate? What, why real estate? Um, what brought me to real estate, honestly, was because I was actually in the process of purchasing my own property and I was using a realtor while I was trying to go through the property. I mean, probably trying to go through the process, probably like a good two to three years. And throughout that time span, I had went through about a good maybe three to four realtors at the moment. And as a first time home buyer, I was young. I wasn't really educated on what to really expect in the process. So it was very confusing to me. And I went on a contract three separate times. And each time I went on a contract, something kept happening that was causing my deals to fall through. And the explanations that I was getting just were not making sense. Like nobody was able to really take it and break it down to me and tell me exactly what happened, how it happened and how to correct it, you know, so that way it wouldn't happen again. And um, my last and final straw was when I was building new construction and I was like, yes, I'm finally getting my house. I was so super excited. I had went and got all the rocks and put them in a bucket. My kids and I had labeled them. We had like our vision wall, you know, everything was absolutely perfect. I was like literally uber excited about this property and like, hey, I'm finally reaching my goal and I'm purchasing a property. And six weeks before closing, the deal fell through. And it was so heartbreaking because I had already picked my lot. I had already picked my options. I mean, all you think the builder had to go in there and do was repaint and clean up the house and I would have been settling. And I felt like I had made it just that far. And again, boom, it was snatched from me. So I'm that type of person that you can't tell me no. Um, it's like, if you challenge me, I'm up for the challenge. And I felt like in that moment, I was extremely challenged and I was emotionally beaten. Like buying a house, selling a house is something that takes a toll on our emotional and our, our emotional standpoint and our mental standpoint. So um, I got so fed up to the point I was like, listen, I'm going to real estate school. <laughs> and that was what I did. I was like, listen, I'm going to go to real estate school because I, people can't tell me what's going on. I'm not figuring it out. I have so many questions and I'm pretty sure if I'm feeling like this, somebody else has felt like this. And these are the horror stories that I heard when I was trying to buy a property. So I would go to work, I would work the morning shift, I would be in roll call by like 4 a.m. I'll get off around about 5.36 and I would drive all the way to White Flint 
to go sit in the real estate class to get all the information that I could. And I did it with um, consistency. I was definitely determined. I was truly, truly focused because I knew I wanted it. Not even just the license. I just wanted the knowledge so that way I could reach my own personal goal. It wasn't even about getting a license so that way I can buy and sell real estate. It was about getting a license so that I can understand the process to work my own personal goal because I had been told no way too many times. So I got my license and my first ever sale in real estate was my very own house. And when I got to the closing table, I could not explain that feeling of achievement, you know, that feeling of success, that feeling of overcoming that breakthrough. And in that moment, that's when I was like, you know what? Somebody else is feeling this exact same way. You know, somebody else has definitely went through this. And then that's how I developed my core values, which is passion, love, honesty, and energy, because it happened with me first. It started here first before I went out to happen or to help anyone else. So that's how I got started in real estate. Wow. What what a story. <laughs> what, what a story. And I think <laughs> a, a lot of us, including myself, that's why I got my real estate license, because I start off as an investor. And the real estate agents, they were just moving too slow for me. And I said, let me just go ahead and get my own license so I don't have to I don't have to wait on real estate agents to find properties, pull comps, write contracts, those types of things. And so that's how I got my real estate license. And and I haven't looked back. And honestly, I can say for myself, that's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Would, would you do you feel the same way for yourself and your family? I I totally, totally agree. And that is definitely one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Definitely one of the scariest decisions I've made in my life. But the fruits um, of the labor that comes with it, it's just, it's, you can't compare to it. You know, when I first got started in real estate, it wasn't my idea to take it on full time at first. It was my idea was to just simply sell myself my very own house. That was my, that was my goal. And, you know, taking that leap into taking it to full time and making it, you know, like my true profession, it was one of the best decisions I could ever make. And I'm not looking back. I left my job in 2017 and I haven't looked back since. And, and so tell us tell us a little bit about that story, about actually leaving, um, knowing how, how did you know it was time for you to leave? What 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 transpired? What happened? Um, I kind of know the story, but tell us the story. What what happened? You didn't hurt anybody, did you? I, I tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know you guys see this beautiful smile and you're feeling my amazing energy. But one thing that I do know about myself is that I can tend to be a little aggressive, especially with the way that I communicate. And sometimes I am very, very straightforward. You know, everyone has their flaws. But for me, when I was transitioning, um, I knew it was time because I had really started self-educating myself. So one of the books that really took me and spoke to me was Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols is someone that I absolutely love. I listen to her every morning. She's on my vision board. She plays a big role in who I am today and how I change my mentality revolving around the things that I do and how I move on an everyday basis. And um, while I was at at work again i was working for i was a police officer with the fbi um and this is when they were doing the transition when obama was going out of office and it was they were campaigning between hillary clinton and donald trump and unfortunately i got assigned to the rnc so i was assigned to the republican commission and i had to you know work with donald trump alongside as far as like the protection detail um it was a night in ohio and I was working a night shift and I remember just standing outside fully booted. I mean, I, I had long 
on guns on the front of me, guns on my on my knees, guns on my hip. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, Lord, this cannot be my life. Like, it's no way that I'm going to sit here and somebody's going to pay me $80,000 to truly put my life on the line. And I'm sitting like, and furthermore, I'm a mom, you know, and so for, for a woman, it's so much more because you experience a lot of guilt. And with my first child, because I traveled a lot, I missed her first steps right after I, when she turned one, the day deployed. And I was on that the three month deployment. I missed her first steps. And I, that's a moment that I could never get back as a parent. And so I'm out there and I'm thinking about all this stuff. I'm literally looking at the flashbacks of everything that I've experienced. Don't get me wrong, because being a police officer was once my ideal job and once my goal but at the end of the day you know seasons change and your vision change and at that moment i felt that shift so it was time for me to take a change as well and so i got back from ohio and i kind of like mentally checked out and i didn't check out mentally like i was unhealthy i mentally checked out of working for man so i would come to work and i would still be my nice smiling little self but when i would come in at the roll call i would go straight into an area and that area i would use as my praying area i would write out what i was going to do i would manifest it i would read my books and i would come back and act like listen nobody else here no other officer here exists right now i'm just truly focused on getting myself to my next goal and my next goal is for me to leave this job and it got so crazy to the point that my squad mates actually thought that i was suicidal and you know tony robbins always say you know if people don't think you're crazy you're not doing something right so at that moment because I was already pre-mentally trained for that, I knew I was on the right track because I was like, y'all thinking I'm crazy. I'm going somewhere. I knew I wasn't really crazy. <laughs> I knew I wasn't really crazy, but at the same time, I knew that I had so much more within me. Like I had such a deeper purpose and such a deeper passion. And of course, with that transformation, it came people thinking that I was crazy. It came to people thinking that I was suicidal. You know, they were pulling me in an office. They were trying to strip me up my weapon and tell me, hey, do you just need to take some time off? Do you need? And I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. I'm physically here, but mentally I'm gone. I'm already in the space that I desire to be. I'm already standing 10 toes down in the vision that I have for my life and the vision that God has for me. And um, it was, I ended up putting in my two weeks notice. And when I put in my two weeks notice, I kind of didn't tell nobody. But then of course, once you submit your notice and upper management and everybody started talking, people find out, you know, that you're, you're leaving. When I put into my two weeks notice, my sergeant got word of it, of course. And when we had to do a roll call, I walked into the roll call and he was screaming at me. I mean, only me. I walked in and he was like, get out, get out. And I'm like, I know you're not talking to me. Again, I can be very, very aggressive. And it was probably one of the most dangerous situations that I've been in because, you know, when you're doing in police and domestic disputes are one of the things that are that are really like uh, life or death. You know, when the people emotions run high, you never know what somebody is capable of. So at that moment, both of our emotions were at an all time high. But also both of us had multiple weapons on our hips. You get what I'm saying? So it's probably one of the most dangerous situations that I've been in because at any moment we both could have blacked out, boom, and shot our weapon, you know? So it got to the wow. point, it came into a verbal battle and he was yelling at me, I was yelling at him. And it got to the point where the majors was holding, holding me back. I ended up punching the elevator wall and we were literally going head to head. And it all came out of nowhere just from the simple fact that my bare presence walked into a room. 
But it's a lot deeper than that because he was upset that I dared to do something that he never had the courage to do, which was to right. step out and live on purpose. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that that type of hatred, that type of envy, that type of jealousy, it comes with it, regardless of what season you're in, whether it's in the beginning, you're intermediate, you're advanced, or you already at the end and you already chillaxing on your beach. Somebody's hating on you and trying to bring you down. And in that moment, I kind of got caught up in it. And after that, I said, you know what? This is it. I can't take it. And I never returned again. And I have never, ever looked back. Good for you. So what do you say to um, people who want to be like you, want to be like us, who have taken that leap of faith to, to, to leave their jobs, um, to go to jobs and hate the job, maybe even hate the boss? Um, what do you say to people that just right now they don't have the courage to do to to really make a change in their lives. Um, what I would tell you, if for the people that's out there that's really looking to do it, is build your confidence. You know, elevate and maintain, elevate and maintain, climb and maintain. That means to continue to grow wherever you're at. Always grow internally. And the more you grow internally, the more you will develop that self-courage to make that move. Because it's not just the mental thought of thinking, hey, I'm about to just leave my job. It's there is but you out and you have to truly believe what it is that you're saying about yourself, what it is, it is and you have to truly believe that you're gonna get yourself to that moment or to that point. So what I would typically tell somebody is when you're ready, you're gonna know. I'm not telling you to just, hey, oh my God, I was on a webinar with Althea and Greg, I'm leaving my job today. I'm not <laughs> telling you that, but I am telling you to make sure, <laughs> I'm telling you to make sure that you truly be intentional, write out what it is that you wanna do, plan it out, map it out, so, you know, take some time. If you're a believer of God, take some time and spend some time with God and pray to him and allow God to tell you when that day and time is. Get in your moment of stillness and stand your ground to determine who you are, what you're going to be doing and when you're going to make it happen. And once you feel that movement, once you feel that push and God says it's now time, then you go ahead and take that jump. And I tell everybody, make those moves with your eyes closed. There is nothing that I do where I have my eyes open and my ears open and I'm listening and I'm trying to find each and everything that's either going to, I'm going to see and it's going to make me afraid or I'm going to hear and it's going to make me stop. Everything I do is with intent and I don't talk about it. I just do it. So I'm telling you all out there to just gather yourself, gather your faith, gather your courage, gather your resilience, gather your tenacity and take yourself a hundred steps forward and you'll be satisfied. And so, so one of the things that Althea said, um, as it relates to taking that leap of faith and betting on yourself that you can do it, um, is you got to have a plan. And so Althea had a plan. I mean, she had a backup plan. You had already had your real estate license at that time, right? Yes, I had already read my real estate license. Um, I did not make my first real sale in real estate outside of myself until February, and I left my job in May. So three months after my first sale in real estate, I left my job. So, so you have to have a plan. Um, there's many of you out there that want to leave your job, um, but just don't know how. And so you, you've got to choose something. Althea chose real estate. I chose real estate. Um, but choose something that you can be successful at, that you can um, make a money, make a lot of money, and then have a plan. But And bet on yourself. Um, I was in a similar position 
um, early in my career, in my early 20s, where um, my background is IT. I was working as a systems analyst and I hated going to my job. I just hated it. I didn't necessarily hate my bosses. I just hated going to that job. It was a great paying job. Um, I had all the clearances, but I just hated it. And it just wasn't me. And I just didn't want that to be my legacy. Um, I'm an entrepreneur through and through. And I just took a leap of faith. And, and I said in the back of my mind, well, I've got top secret clearances uh, with polygraph, all that kind of thing. I've got tickets where I could come back. I said, I am not looking back. I'm going to bet on myself. If I've got to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, I'm going to succeed. And I kept saying that. And I, and I kind of put that in my subconsciousness and, and I went for it and, and, I, and I've made it. Things started getting better and better. Was it scary? Yes. Sometimes now I'm running. I, I always say to myself, I'm running scared, but I'm, I'm living the type of life that um, I deserve. And, and my success, the, the sky's the limit. And I keep having goals and, and, and keep climbing, climbing upwards. And so Althea, so so you finally left there. You didn't you didn't um, you didn't hurt anybody, and you got into real estate full time. Um, um, talk to us about early on your your real estate career. It, it, did you hear my question? Can you hear me? I may have lost. Can you hear me? Okay, um, I want to make sure I heard you correctly because it was breaking up. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I was, tell us about early, early on in your real real estate career. You made a transition from law enforcement into real estate. What was I that? I can't like? hear you. It's saying that it's having trouble connecting. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, it's breaking up. It's breaking up really, really bad over here. Go, I heard you say, go, "Tell us about being your real estate." Yeah, career. Go ahead. I can hear you. Go ahead. I can. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, you said tell tell you okay. You said tell tell you early about my real estate career. Yeah, er, I'm early. Just, I'm just gonna move out of this space because maybe that's what it is. So I'm not sure if me being in that space is you know making it a little bit more difficult. Okay. Okay. So yeah, early on in my real estate career, um, early on in my real estate career, I um. Uh, like I said, I started into real estate and when I came in, I was I was my first sale. And then I decided I signed with you at, at Bennett Realty Solutions. And then after that, I kind of made some moves so that way I could, you know, grow my business some more and figure out where I wanted to be and things of that nature. And it worked. Um, I was still selling a lot in the, in the beginning on my own, I would say. Um, Early on in my early career, after I left my job, so I did my first selling.
Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, there we go. I was hoping I could I move. Okay, I moved down a few offices so that way I can um a little bit more service. I can I can hear you. Uh, look, looks like we're having some um, technical difficulty. She's she's gonna um, she's gonna come back, and so um, re really, really, I'll story, and she'll 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 come back in a second. Is um, one of you know really determination and um, wanting to succeed at a high level, and so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to um, get her to you know to really talk about. And it's one of the reasons why she's really a, a big success here, here in my office. She's really taking her business to the next level, starting out off where she started, um, how she started into real estate. She took a huge leap of faith and she bet on herself. And that's a lot of that's what we have to do to be successful in, in this world. You've got to take a leap of faith and you've got to bet on yourself that you can do it. And just like um, Althea, um, she, she's been able to do it. Okay, I, I see you. You're in a familiar place now. Yes, I came down the stairs. So I was like, maybe the Wi-Fi up there is not working. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a lot better. And so, Good. go ahead. What what um what were some of your early challenges? Okay, so some of my early challenges, I would say, coming into the business was definitely um confidence and knowing how to actually handle the deals. One thing, and I'm just going to be really transparent. One thing that I feel as though is once you're a new agent coming into real estate, though there are a lot of people that say they're going to help you, sometimes the help is at a limit or at a certain extent, and you often feel lonely, you know, and then trying to figure out how to get your leads, how to close your deals, how to communicate with your clients, you know, things that nature, how to brand yourself as an agent. Um, it was very, very hard. So I feel like that was one of my challenges coming in was definitely that confidence. But once I really got a grasp on that confidence, I kind of just took it full flash ahead. So that's what I would say. And so um, you took you took another leap of faith and um, to take your business to another level. And I believe it was last year. You, was it last year or the year before you started a team? 
Yes. So tell us, why did you start a team? And tell us what that whole team dynamic is like. Okay. We actually did a celebration. We have a team meetings every Wednesday. And we actually did a team celebration on this yesterday. So this month in March makes it one year that I've been a team lead of multiple Asians. When I first started the team, it was just me and another young lady. So it was more like a partnership because even to this day, we're like sisters. Um, But then I added on another person the March of last year. And then after her, I added on like six or seven more ladies. Um, So with me, I needed a team because my demand had increased. And it got to that point where I understood and realized that I can't do it all by myself. And as an entrepreneur, we think that we can do everything ourselves and just reap all of the benefits. And unfortunately, we can't. And we leverage and we scale so much more when we use other people. So I really, like they say, a millionaire real estate agent, I really had to conquer using people and systems to get myself to that next goal because there's a limit on what i could do by myself um so i had to truly remember i had to truly you know understand that at a deep level so um my clients were starting to feel that i was stretched thin i was starting to feel that i was stretched thin and i was like listen i just got to get a team i will i didn't even say it myself honestly you guys i went and talked to greg first and greg was like i'm gonna push you i think you need a team at first he told me i needed a showing assistant then he was like no i think you need a team." so i ended up getting a team and i hired my first team member and it was absolutely amazing and then um this year of, i mean this month makes it one year that i've been a team lead of multiple agents and the team has done beautiful, beautiful things. So far this year, we've closed almost 4 million. Um, Right now we have over 10 million under contract to be closing. Uh, It's a total of seven of us in line right now. Everybody on the team has deals on the contract. And the biggest thing about being a team lead is leadership. You know, knowing how to truly lead the people who are on your team, the people who are there learning from you and the people that need Mm -hmm. your assistance. And delegating and uh, having that energy for the team and so one thing I like about Althea, and I've, I've been to one or two of her team meetings, is they've got great energy. And she's created a culture for her team that um, she puts them in a position where they want to perform, not just for themselves, but they don't want to let Althea down. And they don't. Um, did that culture that you've created for the team, did that, um, was that planned or did that just kind of come natural? Um, I want to. I will definitely say that it, it came natural because I am not only am I like a non, a no nonsense type of person, but I truly love to just have prosperity, peace, and positivity all surrounding me. If you ever meet me, I'm going to be like, hey, how you doing? You know, you're always going to get amazing energy from me because I truly believe that I can have a life of peace on purpose, and that's a life of spiritual peace, a life of worldly peace that it's mine. I deserve it and I'm going to have it. So my mentality has now dripped into my team members. So we all know that we are in this together, that we all can win, that we can collaborate together as black women and make money, that we can sit and chit chat and have fun. And we don't have to gossip and we don't have to knickknack. We have fun. You know, we, we, it's really, truly like a sisterhood. And more importantly, because we are like that, we truly protect our space. So we like, uh uh-uh, let's make sure everybody that's coming into our space can vibe with the same energy because each of us thrive off of each other. If one of my sisters fall, guess what? The other sister's going to pick them up. If I'm falling, they're going to be there to pick me up. And we truly have each other back. So I created that 
with purpose and intent because that's truly who I am. And now my team is, is an example of who their leadership is. And so I, I have to ask this question, Althea. Okay. Uh, are you only limited to women? What about the men? No men on your team? <laughs> well, we we interview men, absolutely. Huh? No, no, no men um, are, are good enough for the Hearst team? Of course they are. We have interviewed men before. Our interview process is not the is not the easiest. I will definitely say that. Our interview process is not the easiest. We've done seven or eight interviews in a day and not selected one person. Then we may do five interviews and only one. Our last round of interviews that we did, we interviewed probably like a good 16 people and only two made the cut. And that wasn't done because we didn't want to open up the doors to other people, but we're really truly intentional and you have to bring those amazing interview skills. And if we feel like you're missing something, then unfortunately you won't make the cut. We'll invite you back for a second interview though, to see if you do it right <laughs> time. <laughs> How does it feel in your heart when you see your team members succeeding? How does that make you feel? Um, it's a beautiful feeling. I tell my team members every day that, you know, I truly, truly appreciate them. Um, when I come in the office in the morning with my assistants, we grab hands and we pray. It's a beautiful feeling because I know it's not me. I, it's, it's not, it's, it's no way that I, Althea Hurst, could do this by myself. So it's a beautiful feeling because my each and every woman that's on my team, including myself, and is, is an example of when God puts a gift in you, it's not about you, it's about the next person that you're willing to touch and transform. So it's a beautiful thing to step back and see these women grow in their business, grow in their self-confidence, grow as an individual. And not only that, that we grow together and we unite and then we take all of that and give it to somebody else. So I cannot even label the word. I can't label it. It's just beautiful and refreshing to see an atmosphere like that. And to also be the lead of it. I come sometimes and I step back and I'm like, God, like, is this real? You know, it hasn't, it's just now hitting 12 months. And you can't tell me that my Lord wasn't all up in there because he Absolutely. was. So, so it's just a beautiful thing. A absolutely. Tell us, tell us a little bit about um, the team itself, um, the infrastructure of it. You've got a number of um, agents that work for you, buyer assistants, but then you, but then you have, I think, transaction coordinators. Um, tell us about the um, about the team. So the team dynamics, our organization chart looks like we have myself as the team lead. Um, my lead agent is Nicole. So I kind of took the, the title buyer agent off of each agent because my team does both listings and selling. I mean, listings and buyers. So Nicole is the lead agent. We also have a team admin assistant whose name is Sedani, and she's really, really good. We also have a team transaction coordinator, and then we also have the team agents as well. And we're adding another person on now, um, which is going to be our client care specialist, who's going to be part-time. So our assistant needed an assistant because we really just have that much of an overflow. So um, that's how our team is organized right about now. And so is it the, tr is it the uh, transaction coordinator that she's overseas? Where, where so, she yeah, so she's not overseas, but she's on the West Coast. So she's in California. Okay. 
So my transaction coordinator, coordinator, I have never met a day in my life. So I, I've seen a picture of her, but I'm pretty sure if she walked past me today, I wouldn't know it was her. So um, she's in the West Coast and I've been working with her for probably like the last two years. And she is the meat of our business. I she's mean, awesome. she literally she's does. Awesome. She is awesome. She does every single thing. And I mean, it's to the point. We, our team is like, listen, if she needs something, just give it to her because we cannot afford to lose her. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to get paid extra. She's on. <laughs> exactly. She's a, she's absolutely amazing. I could not ask for a better, um, better transaction coordinator. I really could not. Uh, she really the only thing we have to do, honestly, is get our clients under contract. Once our clients are under contract, she takes it from contract to close she becomes intentionally she becomes the main point of contact if anything needs to happen an addendum needs to be written negotiations need to be made rtc is in the middle of that and the only thing we have to say is i approve <laughs> that's absolutely. it absolutely <laughs> so it yeah, I, I see so sedani she works here in the office and um your transaction coordinator she's virtual she's a virtual assistant yeah. okay yeah and so tell us a little bit about the technology that you use I think, um, are you so, using, go ahead. You said, am I using what? Commissions Inc. Uh, I actually, we got to have a conversation about that. So yesterday in the team meeting, we actually ended Commissions Inc. Um, we sent a, a, a email out to Commissions Inc. to let them know that we are no longer using them. Um, and the main reason is because our business now is organic and my business has always been organic. The systems that I truly use, honestly, is social media, word of mouth, like that's it. And now my business has came become has become a referral based business. So I we generate so many leads just organically on social media, you know, coming together as a team and showing the behind the scenes and educating our buyers and sellers and talking about certain things and topics and making it look fun. You know, the biggest thing is showing people who you truly are and what you truly are doing because people buy into you before they buy into your business or product so they want to know who you are they want to know what you do on an everyday basis so that's the stuff that i'm doing every day and that's what truly has built my business so we actually are now getting away from those internet leads because they didn't really serve us you know they didn't serve us no good to be honest so that's how we we're moving it i mean a referral-based business is the best type of business to have anyway um i think i said on a, on a one of our monday night meetings that the internet leads are only successful two to 3% of the time anyway. Um, buyer leads um, purchase through the internet now. I mean, it's a seller's market. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's just very difficult to get them approved anyway. And so I think mm -hmm. that you're doing everything the right way. Touch just a little bit about your um, social media strategy. What platforms are you on? Um, do you have a social media calendar every day or is it just kind of just organic how how you feel is it purposeful yeah. or is it just a feeling um so my, i'm on instagram i'm on facebook and i am also on twitter sometimes i'm not really you know <laughs> that consistent on twitter but mostly instagram and facebook um, I did recently hire a brand manager, someone to help me out with my social media because that becomes a, a job of itself. So that is another person 
that is an employee of mine. I have a full-time brand manager. However, um, most of my postings are spontaneous. I am very, I'm a spontaneous person and I don't like being conformed to a schedule or having a pattern. I just had this meeting with my um, brand manager this morning because we had the pattern thing going and I was like, ah, this isn't working for me, you know? So my social media is truly an example of who I am. You just never know what you're going to get, you know? So on my social media, depending on what I'm going through that day or depending on what messages popped up in my head or depending on what happened in a transaction or something or what question that I got from a client, that's what's going on my social media. And I use that to thrive because I think a lot of people forget that questions are content, you know, and this goes out there for all of you all that are business members, you know, business owners. If you have people, your audience, even if they're not buying from you, even if they're not using you, if they are asking you a question, there is your content. Somebody else has the exact same question. And so I just thrive off of the everyday questions that I get from my clientele. And that becomes my promotional marketing material. That's smart. So they'll ask you a question and you'll go live and answer the question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go live or I'll do a video or I'll do a reel, you know, and I really dive into my CRM. I mean, I'm not sure how other agents do it, but I know some people really use their CRM just to market real estate. My, I reach out to my CRM every uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if I have a message, that message goes out. So like yesterday, I had a Wednesday's, a Wednesday message about climbing and maintaining, meaning that you're climbing and you're elevating, but you're maintaining your consistency. You're maintaining your discipline. You're maintaining your strength and your courage. And that was my message for my entire database yesterday. You know, hey, happy Wednesday. I hope everything is going good. If you need me, thing just know that i'm here i have an open door policy but here's a message that i had today and i just want to tell you guys what it is climb and maintain and my clients can hear my voice when i'm sending out these things and of course they're responding back like hey althea this message was right on time you know what i do have a question matter of fact i also have two referrals for you boom from one email so (laughs) so i that's how i really work my operate my business you know just truly being authentic to who i am so going back to the team one last question do, do you mm-hmm. do you have individual goals um, for each team member? Yes. So each team member sets their own goal. So at the end, at the beginning of every month, we all I always ask like, "What are your goals for the month?" Honestly, at the beginning of every week on Monday, we we're asking, "What are your goals for the week?" to make sure everybody is on track. So I allow for them to set their own goals because everybody moves at a separate pace, and I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed by the next individual. But collectively, right now, everybody on the team has a goal to close at least four deals a month, and most people are reaching those goals. Some of them have six on track, some of them have four, some have five, some have two. But everybody on the team right now, everybody on the team right now has at least two people on the contract, whether it's wow. a seller or a buy side. Every single agent on the team right now has at least two on the contract. And how, how involved are you on those deals, on those transactions? I am. I'm very involved. So I don't do a lot of the home showings for those clients unless we have to like really step in and help. Maybe somebody's not available. That's the point of being a team. If one isn't available, the another one may come out. Um, if my schedule is open and they have a home inspection or something, I'm going to the home inspection just to pop in, say hello. Um, even though the client is, even though the team member is assigned the client, I do check in with the client again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday just to see how they're doing to let them know they didn't lose touch with Althea. Um, when they do their final walkthroughs, if I'm available, I'll go to the final walkthroughs. And then, I, of course, I'll meet them at the closing table as well. Do, do you have a, a certain handoff that you get from from your from the client, customer, client, 
to your team member? Um, because a lot of these leads are coming through your personal um, social media. And so is, yeah. there, is there like a handoff that you do? So we have a round robin system, but one thing for sure, the way that I market, I market with intent. So I don't market as Althea Hearst. I market as the Hearst home team. So everybody knows Althea Hearst and the Hearst home team, or they know if you come to Althea Hearst, you're going to get a member of the Hearst home team. So a lot of people, when they reach out, their first thing is, I can't wait to work with the Hearst home team. They never come and say, I can't wait to work with Althea. So they already come into our circle knowing that they're going to be assigned. So the hand is really who's next in line. Once the client comes, it's like, welcome to the HHT family. How you doing? We can't wait to serve you. The next person that's going to be serving you is, and whoever the lender, I mean, not the lender, whoever the, the agent is, they'll pop up and make that first connection with them and go ahead, get their consultation schedule, and then boom, we get them closed. Good, good. Um, sounds like it's a great system that you have. I see some of your team members um, on here now. Sadani is here. Hey, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it because we got our own stuff. So uh -oh. hey y'all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh -oh. <laughs> Sharon is here. Okay. All right. All right. So you know. So we, we celebrate everything. And I think that's one of the biggest things in our atmosphere is celebration, celebration, celebration. A lot of people forget that you just have to celebrate the wins, whether they are big or whether they are small. But every single thing we celebrate, we have our own stump. We about to start a line and we're going to be in here hopping uh, and jumping. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> We just having so we just having so much fun. It's business. We're making money. We're enjoying each other, and we got each other backs, and that's for sure. A a absolutely. Um, and so, what keeps you so motivated? What What is your big why? What gets you out of bed early in the morning? I, I see now that you're working out. And so, what 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 is your what is your motivation? What's your big why? Um, my big why, honestly, is just to transform the lives of others. I, I just want to make sure when I leave this earth, I leave a footprint and that somebody can say, Althea, I did this because of you. That's my biggest why. If you're in my space and in my circle, you know that I have no problem with reaching out and helping you because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And I have a parent, you know, that's on hospice care. So I really take life seriously. So each day is purposeful for me. I get up and I'll be the best that I can possibly be. So that way I can be the best for somebody else. Because like I said in the beginning, it's never about me. That's my biggest why. Outside of my children, outside of my family, it's about who can I touch that I don't even know. Who, how that's can I change your life? That's my big five. And that and that's how you get your blessings. And it all comes back to you. And so Absolutely. the more people, the more people Absolutely. you touch, um, the more blessings you're going to get um, for yourself. And you can't Absolutely. be selfish. You can't be Absolutely. selfish with that. You can't be selfish with what you know. Um, and and I, I know I see you. you help as many people as, as you can. Whenever we've needed you, hey Althea, we know you're busy. Althea, we need you to teach a class. Mm -hmm. We need you on this podcast. You know, whatever we ask, I, I don't think you've ever said no. And so, um, so and I think that, but, but that's why, that's why you get your blessings and that's why you've, you know, really succeeded. And it's amazing that you've only been a team lead for only a year. Um, you've yeah. got the num number one team, um, here in our office, one of the number one teams here in the County. And it's, it's be because of God's favor on you that um, you've mm -hmm. succeeded at this high level. 
A um, couple more questions. A couple more questions. I'm gonna let you go. I'm curious to know. I, I talked a little bit about the. Um, I see you working out in the morning now. Uh, what what is your what is your morning routine? What's the morning routine? So when I get up in the morning, I lay in the bed and I truly tech practice gratitude. Whatever it is that I'm feeling, I, I practice gratitude. I go on a prayer. And this is before my feet even hit the floor. And I know it may sound like repetitive and redundant because a lot of people say this and don't really do it. But I'm honest and serious when I say my relationship with God is like no other. You cannot tell me that I'm not God's favorite daughter. Like my the favor that God gives me is just beautiful. So in the morning, I just lay there, practice gratitude. I go into prayer and I get up. Um, I have been working out every every day, Monday through Friday here lately, especially because I'm trying to make sure health is well. I got to make sure that my body is healthy and things of that nature. Um, but once I do that, I will sit down and I'll write like my writing for this year. Every day I write, God, th God, I thank you for my million dollar year in 2021. I write that five times. And then after that, I write out my to-do list. And if I have a journal entry for that morning, I'll write the journal entry that morning. If the journal entry isn't there and it's an, I don't have a message in me or me and God hasn't spoken to me that moment, that morning, may he may be a little silent that time. I'll wait till later on in the evening and I'll get my journal writing going. But I always start my morning off with gratitude and prayer. What, what about books? You mentioned one book. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any books that's really touched you, let, let's say, in the last few years that you would recommend? Uh, absolutely. So the books that have really touched me recently, um, I read Abundance Now for like the third time. I absolutely love that book. Um, James Clear has a, bu a book out called Atomic Habits, which is an amazing book. Um, Gay Hendricks has a book out right now called The Big Leap. Excuse me. The Big Leap has changed my life drastically since December. I opened that book up in December. I finished it. It's not that big of a book, but it's an amazing book. And it's basically talking about living in your zone of genius and not your zone of competence. And a lot of us don't know that we're staying in a zone of competence because we are okay and we're competent with that space in that area. And then once we move to ourselves, to our zone of genius, we do something to self-sabotage ourselves because we are not used to that level of excellence. So that book really opened up my mind because that was something that I would do. You know, it was something I didn't even realize I would get into my zone of genius and I would walk into a room and then sometimes I would purposely like shut up or not want to be called on or dim my light because I know that it may be other people in the room that may be intimidated by my image or by my presence or even by my success. And I would shut down and be like, all right, I'm not going to say nothing. But I was not living in my zone of genius and I was not being unapologetic about the gifts that were already implanted in me. So um, the big leap really gave me permission to take that big leap and be unapologetic about my gift. So that was like one of the biggest things. And so you, you know that I'm big on um, building wealth and real estate investing and all that kind of thing. Probably tired of hearing me talk about it. Um, what, are, what are some of your investment goals? I know you, you bought a house last year, I believe, um, a buy and hold um, property um, to build to build wealth. Um, mm -hmm. Any plans, any plans for this year? Um, yes, I do have a plan for this year. I truly want to buy a multi-unit. Um, so my plan for this year is to find me a multi-unit and use it as a buy and hold. And I also, I have a goal. At first I wasn't really into flipping, but now I do want to flip a house. I want to flip at least one, just one. Okay. I don't okay. think I want to do five, but maybe just one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'll help you. And so what, what, what are your goals? Where, where do you see the, um, HHT in the next year or two? 
<laughs> I like the way you said that. Okay, did you okay? But um, and the next, honestly, I, the vision I haven't thought twenty four months out, but for this year, a number what a number volume. Um, the HHT we just have a goal to do at least forty five million in sales this year. That's our that's our goal. Um, we're on track for that goal. That's our goal for that. I I truly do want to expand the team a little bit more, maybe like two or three more people. But you know, it's a team effort. Everybody has to be on the same on the same uh, page when it comes down to extending our team. So that's really my biggest thing, just to continue to train them, continue to grow the team, and continue to allow each and every one of them to grow their confidence in the business and to just take it full off. I mean, like, I want the HHT to really change lives. We're not just selling real estate. We truly are not. We're changing lives. Absolutely. Last question. Um, what advice, what advice would you give um, the people listening on just not necessarily real estate, but just kind of life um, in general. The biggest advice that I would probably give right now would be just be to remain authentic to yourself. Um, remain authentic to who you are, remain authentic to your goals. And I know that uh, it may sound repetitive that I say it a lot, but authenticity is key. I mean, you truly have to unapologetically be you, you know, press down and shaken together. You have to be exactly who you are, regardless of what that image looks like. You know, get comfortable with where you stand and knowing who you are and you take that full flash. That would be my biggest advice. Absolutely. And so you guys, um, the Althea that you guys see full, full of life, full of energy, full of happiness. This is her 24 seven. And I just, I love being around her. She brings me energy. She motivates me and inspires me and everybody around her. Um, Althea, we've got a couple of questions. Um, give your all your social media handles. All right. So my social media handles is well on Facebook is Althea Her. So um, Althea, I think you, they can see my name at the bottom of the screen, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so my Facebook name is Althea Hurst, as you guys see here, and my social media handles on Instagram and Twitter is I am Althea Hurst. So I am, and then my name, Althea Hurst. And then Clinton asked a question: um, How did you find that transaction coordinator? Uh, I found and I found the transaction coordinator because I was networking with other agents, and another agent uh, referred me to her. Okay. All right. And then um, name those. You named a couple books. Name those books again. Um, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. OK. And so Lisa Nichols, because I, I was going to ask you the question, um, who do you follow? Like who inspires you? Who do you follow? Who do you want to emulate? Um, Lisa Nichols. I, I love her as well. Top one. Top one. Lisa Nichols, I love her. When I listen to her, I just cry. <laughs> I just cry because it's just so beautiful. <laughs> I just love her. <laughs> I really, really do. Um, Lisa Nichols, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, um, Dean, I always pronounce his last name wrong, but Dean Dean G, G Goriense, so I can never say that. Yeah, Dean Graziosi. <laughs> Um, that, that's just to name a few. There's a lot of people that I follow that truly, truly inspire me. And I, and I, if I can just give that as a tip too, I'm really intentional about what I allow.
allowing allowing my space and that just that's not just my personal space like you coming and sitting beside me that's also on the internet i don't follow everybody back i don't look at everybody pages like i really am truly put in my space what I want to see. So that way, whenever I get online, if I am online, guess what? It's something that's going to be on there that's inspiring me, motivating me, or making me just clap my hands for the next person. So I'm truly intentional about whatever's in my space. I don't even watch scary movies because I don't want in nothing interrupting my spirit. Right. <laughs> so, I, so I'm very, very intentional about that. All right. Any other questions for Althea? Um, she's very motivational. You, you know you're going to be a motivational speaker. You know that, right? I, you know what? Yes, and put that on me because that's one of my top goals. That is truly one of my top goals to be a motivational speaker and to be a coach. I am having one of my, I'm releasing my um how to get started in real estate and build a six-figure business mastermind. Again, I did it back in December and it sold out in three days. I'll be releasing it again um probably later today or tomorrow and it's going to be a two-day intensive. And I'm sure that it's going to sell out again. I only have 50 seats. So I truly want to teach, inspire, motivate, and coach because that's my biggest thing. That's truly where I'm, what I'm here for. There so make got, sure y'all join because I want to see y'all on here. <laughs> absolutely. So there you go, you guys. Multiple streams of income, um, full of energy, full of life. She's inspiring and, and motivating others. Follow her. I tell my agents all the time that don't reinvent the wheel. Follow someone um, that has proven strategies. And, and Althea is one to follow. She gave her um, all of her social media handles. Um, she's doing a wonderful job. Um, she's really living up to her fullest potential. I tell her all the time that she, ha she hasn't even come close to her fullest potential, um, but she's definitely very intentional. She has no regrets. She goes for it. One thing about Althea is um, we often have one-on-ones. She'll come to my office. We have one-on-ones and I'm all, I always know that whatever we talk about, and and and, and I, I try to um, limit myself from what we talk about because I know if we talk about something, she's going for it. She's going to go study it. She's going to pray on it, and and she's going to do it. And so she has no regrets. No regrets. If it makes sense to her in her mind, she's going to do it. And and that's the type of person she is. That's the type of person you have to be in order to be successful. So um, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate it. Um, look, look, look at your assistant. Look, look at her. She, she went ahead and put your handle in the, um, in the comment section. So um, she's on it. So look, you guys um, also follow me, follow me on Instagram, um, Greg Bennett invest. Follow me there. If you're interested in our wonderful brokerage, you can go to joinbrs.com, joinbrs.com. Um, um, definitely follow the, the two of us. Um, both of us are giving out great content, great information. We want everybody to succeed. No hating over here. Um, I want to succeed. Althea wants to succeed, but we want everybody to succeed. No, no, no hating, no, none of that kind of thing. Everybody has to succeed. If one of us rises, we all must rise. All right, Althea, thanks again. Love you, love you, love, love you. you. Uh, take care. Take care, everybody. God bless. And All we'll right. talk Have to you a good one. Soon.